go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. If Mario and Luigi were to do a podcast, it might sound something like this. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. One of these days, the entire show is just going to be Eugene at the soundboard doing all the intros back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 654, I think. Did I get that right? Is that the is that the Kirby power-up sound uh, of getting the episode I, title correct? I don't know. I'm just messing with my soundboard now. Well, clearly I got it wrong because I just died. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we've got a show for you tonight. I'm not going to tell you it's our best show ever, but, you know, it just might be. So just stay tuned and see what you think. Um, I am Never joined know. by the bluest man alive, Eugene, and the whitest man alive, Justin. So, um, Bluey, how you doing? Um, doing, doing all right. That's all you got That's for me. You you're doing Good. all right. It's gonna gonna be one yeah, of those shows. All right. Um, you got one of these. Thank you. I appreciate that. You can make all those noises actually in uh, Kirby Diner Dash, whatever that game is called that I've been playing for like all my life. Um, if you press the little D-pad on the controller, he like goes hi and stuff. It's really cute. Um, anyway, you can like find this? Eugene over at Nintendo.com. That's where he lives and does all the stuff he does. So go check him out on mm-hmm. there. Uh, Justin, how are you doing? And where can the people find you? I am doing okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh boy. Told you, it might not be our if best, I, but it's definitely I, a If show. I ever get one of those things, Lucas is going to go out of his mind. If you mind, ever get one of those things, of I am going to be actively <laughs> muting you on the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin and go to the DisneyParkBench.com to see what I'm doing over there. That's all. Finish yeah. him. Yeah, if you ever get one of those devices, you're getting a five-minute segment called Justin Gets to Speak, <laughs> which I'm considering employing for Eugene at this point. But we'll see how the night goes. Um, so the big news, the big happenings, what's the haps, what's the haps, um, is that Splatoon is getting a, um, whatchamacallit, what are those, what are those things called, guys, help me Sequel? out Sequel? Splatfest! Splatfest or, wait, no. preview! Splatfest thingy. World something, Ta- is, I Trial think demo, it. test fire, yeah, you can download Splatoon 3. Splatfest and... World Premiere Demo. Thank you. Is the official. Thank you. So you can get yourself that. Go online, download it if it's available yet. I don't know if it's available yet. You can go download that. You can download it. You just can't do anything with it. When it comes time for the Splatfest, you can play it and participate in it. And the first one is usually pretty special. I remember my very first Splatfest when I was trying out Splatoon for the first time way back on the Wii U. I don't know if you guys do, but it was was fun. I had a good time. Um, and I, I don't know. I just like, like it's, if you're, if you're in the Splatoon, if that's your jam, if that's everything that matters to you in life, then, uh, this is your chance to give it a try and see what you think about the new game. Do we know what the actual date is for the Splatfest? Does anybody have that data sitting in front of them? Yep. Uh, the 27th. It 27th. starts on the 27th. All right. So the 27th. 27th. Um, so that is actually this coming weekend. So if you're listening to this yes. show... It better be, like, the version that we pump out on YouTube the next day because, like, yeah, it's it's coming up. So 
Get your game and get ready to play some Splatoon. I already told Eugene this pre-show when we were kind of getting <clears> ready to set up. I don't know that I'm. I might. I might download the the Splatfest just to try it. Maybe make it like a video or something. But I um. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really have that much interest in Splatoon three. I've tried to get into Splatoon twice, and I got very close. Like I got kind of into it for a while, especially with Splatoon two. But I feel like I've never really had a good core group of people to splatoon with for a long period of time sure like steve and i did it for a while and and i think we had a couple of people that we played with on and off but it's just never you know, there became were sometimes like... where all four of us were playing but yeah i remember rare. we played yeah we played mm-hmm. with you for a while back in the day um i don't really remember ever playing with eugene but i'm sure you jumped on at one point or another but uh, i don't know it's just like it's it's one of those games that's never really hit that sweet spot. The fact that, like, the core game is a four-player experience makes it hard because, like, you can't really do, like, a, a, a... I remember with Steve, we would do, like, two players and sometimes we'd be on, like, opposite teams and stuff because to do, like, mm-hmm. normal teams, you had to do, like, competitive and make your own team. Steve never wanted to play competitive, so it's kind of a rough... Um, it, it's a rough game to get into if you don't have, like, a squad that you play it with, and I've just never had that so i i just i don't know if splatoon 3 is really up my avenue i think i could have fun with the Splatfest. so i think i will probably try the test fire if i remember this saturday but um yeah i don't know what, what do you what guys was think the first splat fest do you remember what that i think was? the first one was catch-up versus mayo wasn't it i thought it was like no. cats versus dogs yeah i think you're right catch-up and mayo i think that was the the test fire for splatoon 2 um let me okay check I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this game, honestly. Wikipedia oh, right oh, now. Oh. The first yeah, well, ever you guys Splatfest. Are the first uh, ever Splatfest cats was and Cats versus Dogs. Yep. Cool. But yeah. if you were yeah, in I... Japan, no, no. Like a week later, they did roller coasters and water slides, which I don't remember. That's weird. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I, I really am kind of a little bit too excited for a Splatoon maybe because um, this is one of those games where I know that I'm only going to play it for like 20 or 30 hours. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be real, but I'm going to play it for 20 or 30 hours, like mm-hmm. really freaking hard. You know what I mean? So, um, and I miss playing a first person shooter type of game, even though this isn't really a first person shooter, but you know, I haven't played PUBG in a while. I haven't yeah. played call of duty in years this is just kind of a nice middle ground in between that because yeah. i don't have to get the most kills maybe i'd get the most ink on the map and i can still help my team win you know like See, it's always there's always that aspect i do i have to be the center of attention in every game i play and i have to uh, be the star uh-huh. of the show and so uh-huh. we would actually do really well in like a squad like a dedicated squad where we could like complement each other but I have a lot of problems playing Splatoon because I really want to be very good at it. And I'm good at it, but I'm not, like, great at it, you know? And that's, um, See, that's, that's an at, issue for me. I'm not good at the combat part of it, but mm-hmm. um, which is why I've always gravitated towards the rollers. And this, is, mm-hmm. and this is where, you know, I'm kind of like Eugene. Like, while everybody else is, is shooting each other, I'm running around trying to cover as much See? of the of the level as possible 
as yeah. far away from everybody mm-hmm. else well, see, as possible. I do that. I do that too. But what I would do is I use the paintbrush. That's my go-to. I would sneak into the enemy base and start inking their base and distracting them and killing them as they're like spawning and you know like really just that was ir- usually ir- mine. Irritating I, I, them I, is my goal. Like yeah. Some of my favorite matches were the ones where I had the enemy base completely surrounded so mm-hmm. that you know like anybody yeah as soon as they spawned yeah. they were i was right there to yeah. get them no it's fun to be the mm-hmm. irritant you know and but but yeah i just um again like i feel like if i had like three I, this is ironic because we're technically like with steve included we're a group of four people here you know but you know i had a group of like three really close friends that really liked playing splatoon and we're like all right it's saturday night let's fire it up you know kind of thing mm-hmm. i just get really into this game but playing with strangers i find i get really like i don't i don't i can do rocket league solo I enjoy playing Rocket League solo. I think I'm just a little bit better at it than I am on Splatoon. So even when I lose, I feel like it's my fault. You know, it's like, okay, I, I, you know, either I didn't play well enough or something or it is what it is. With Splatoon, I get irritable when I lose in Splatoon. I remember doing Splatfest with people and getting pissed off that they weren't doing well enough because it was like, guys, I want to win the Splatfest. Come on, get on it. Dogs have to beat cats. I need to get into like that kind of thing. Like, I would get nasty with Splatoon. So I just don't know if I want to relive that, you know? Like, See, that's See, I'm the why I've... The same, yeah. That's why I gravitate yeah, like, like to Rocket League. You find it I relaxing. can't play by myself. Rocket League, yeah. I have to be mm-hmm. in a team of people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Splatoon, because there's less of a social aspect to it for me, like I can just jump in, play a few matches, and and have a good time. Maybe I just need to approach yeah, totally. the game differently. Maybe if I just treat it as a really casual online experience instead of you know this like. This, this cutthroat do or die kind of situation. Maybe I get more. I just I don't find Splatoon all that. Like I find Rocket League very relaxing. I find it like okay, I'm gonna play some car soccer. You know, listen to some nice mm-hmm. like funky music that's playing in the background. With Splatoon, it's like you know, it's like last minute, last second, gotta hurry, gotta go. You know, win or lose, it all comes down to this kind of stuff. And your ranks on the line and the gear you're unlocking. And I know it just it feels very active. And maybe if I can find a way to play it more casually, I'll enjoy it. I don't know. This game it's, is it's always one of those things one where when I play I it, got... I want to be the best. See, and not for me. I just always have something on else on in the background type of thing for yeah. me. You know, like I'll be watching Game of Thrones or whatever and playing Splatoon yeah. and just kind of like, you know, painting, looking at the other TV and then, oh, crap, I died. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to respawn here in about so 10 seconds. So you're the player that I was thing, screaming you know? at when I was playing. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you're I'm I've never sure. been quite that casual sure. about it. Um, if I'm playing you're... Splatoon, I'm playing it on the TV, and that's all I'm doing. But mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, but it is kind of one of those things where I'm just going to jump into a match. I'm going to grab a roller. I'm going to cover as much space mm-hmm. as I can and try to die as little as possible. And, and when I... Usually it's one of those things where, all right, just one more match, and next thing I know, it's you know an hour and a half later. See, I'm the guy that's I'm the guy that's playing, and we're like losing by five percent, and I'm going, "What are you doing? What is wrong with you? Why are you so bad at it? You know, like that's the level of anger. Daenerys that I just get got the dragon, game. bro. Chill, like I'm sorry, there's some <laughs> stuff going on on the other TV, dude. But but I have to say, there are moments in that game like that are still memorable to me. Like there was this one time in one of the I don't know. Did you guys ever play competitive in Splatoon two? Did you ever get to that point where you were playing like the different game modes and I think stuff? Because only it's a game blast. I've ever gotten that 
ang competitive and that like angry about was Mario Party. Besides, oh, yeah. I, I I did throw a Wii remote at somebody's head one time because he lost the game for oh. us. Besides so, that, I have never gotten that competitive about a video game. If I'm not enjoying it, then I just stop playing. So literally sure. in competitive mode in Splatoon, it plays differently. It's not just splat as much territory as you can. There's a capture mm -hmm. the tower and ride it into the enemy's base kind of thing, which is very strategic. There's one mm -hmm. where you have oh, a... Oh, we're talking ranked... Yeah, I've never played any yeah. of the ranked modes. There's one where you have a rocket launcher that you get that shoots beams of energy, makes you very slow, and you have to get it to the enemy's base and plant it in their base. I had a moment where I went from the neutral ground and rode all the way up the skyscrapers and planted it on their base in one move. And it was like the most satisfying thing I've ever done in a video game. Sure. So there are memories of this game. Maybe I just need to play it hardcore. And I was going to say, so what, so what you're telling me is that you're actually going to get I have Splatoon fun. 3. I have fun with the game when I take <laughs> it seriously. Maybe the problem is I just can't play it with other people. Maybe I can't do, like, I can't sit down on a Friday night and do Splatfest with the fam because, like, I know I'm going to get pissy about it, you know? And I just have to <laughs> sure. be the solo paintbrusher who's, you know, running off on his own. Maybe that is the solution because I do actually really like the game. I just find myself getting You know very you're going to use the Splatana. See, I don't, I, I might. I might really, I like, I love. Splatana looks cool. I just need to know how it plays because I love the brush. I like the idea of having this quick weapon. You pop up, da 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 da, da back in, back I, up, da 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 da, da, da you know, I like tried that. getting used to the paintbrush, and I think yeah. if I were to have a second favorite, that would be it because it is very close to the roller and that it covers light. a lot of area. And it's much more of a defensive weapon mm -hmm. than an offensive. Well, yeah, you leave like, yourself. I can't you... get the aiming right well mm. enough the, to compete in that stuff. The paintbrush is almost like a ranged version of the roller. Although the roller has its, like, throwy, flingy <laughs> yeah. thing, too. But the roller, yeah, mm. you're offensive. If you can sneak up behind somebody with the roller, you've killed them. With the paintbrush, you might not be able to kill them. With the paintbrush, you're hopping in and out and really pissing them off. And you're, like, yeah. you're, you're giving me PTSD flashbacks of having you on the other team. <laughs> yeah, remember, just, da, 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 remember that? that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, I think Splatoon, the only other game I get like that with is Smash Bros. When I play Smash Bros. online, which is why I don't play Smash Bros. online anymore. Because um, too much of my self-worth is tied up in some of these online games. And it's not a good thing. I, mm -hmm. I, don't, it, I don't like saying that, but it's just who I am. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty good at Smash Bros. When I play Smash Bros. with other people that I know, I usually mm -hmm. win. So I expect that, and then I go online, and online, there's always going to be a lot of people who are better than you. And I'd say I'm like 50% when I go online with strangers. So, like, I get irritated at Smash Bros. Because it's like, I know I should be winning more of these matches, and the fact that I'm not really pisses me off. And I go for like a half hour, my heart starts racing, I'm, my palms are sweaty, knees weak, mom's spaghetti, and I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I know I have to turn it off, and that's like all I'll do with online play. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've matured a little bit since like Splatoon 1 when I got really into it and time will tell but I don't know I feel like the yeah. same Lucas I, I have a feeling I'm still going to be shouting at the screen come Splatfest so <laughs> don't Splatfest with me is what I'm saying you don't want to play on my team because I might be smiling but on the inside I'm going we lost because of you <laughs> <laughs> put put down the Game of Thrones <laughs> and see that's the thing like it, this game has always been a, um, a handheld game for me yeah, too same. So, like, handheld games, 
maybe it's just me, but like for me, handheld games by default are like, okay, like I can, I, I don't have to pay full attention to this because I can just like suspend mode or, you know, something like that. So like when I'm in handheld, I'm usually not as committed as to when I'm playing a game on the TV. I don't know if that's just like something weird inside me mentally type of thing, but yeah, that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I get that. I um I find I play a lot of games better in handheld mode. Like I've tried playing on the TV before, and I feel more like disconnected from the game. Like I'm so much better at Rocket League when it's right in front of me, and I can actually like you know touch the buttons to the screen kind of thing. When sure. I have to play in like Joy-Con mode, I feel like I lose like half of my skills like in one fell swoop. So. When I'm playing on the TV, I'm always, it's like, okay, like, on the big screen, I'm, yeah, exactly, I'm focused on this and this alone type of thing. Yeah, Yeah. I can't use a Joy-Con when I'm playing on the TV, unless it's, you know, one of those games that requires it. Like, I'm always (laughs) on using a pro controller, um, or Mm -hmm. some variation of a pro controller. See, the Mm -hmm. only time I ever don't play on handheld is when I'm recording. And then it's like a whole big, like, okay, I'm, uh, even then I'm playing on, like, my laptop screen, you know? But then it's like, okay, this is a whole big thing. I'm going to be talking to a bunch of people who may or may not exist based on whether anybody watches this. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a whole different experience for me. But I rarely, if ever, play. The last game I, I seriously played on TV was um, Metroid because dad got it for Christmas and we played it together. And it was fun, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a game that was meant to be played between the two of us, you know. But I don't play many games on the TV. It's just not how I, uh, you know, it's not how I play games, so. Sure. Anyway, um, in other news, Pokemon is making a car. Justin, you want to tell yeah. us about that before we change the system? <laughs> um, um, sure, I, I actually didn't brush up on this article because I didn't, because I thought we weren't talking about it, but... Uh, yeah, um, they, uh, they revealed at the, at the games, Gamescon, I think is, is what convention it was, um, Mm -hmm. that Nintendo, or I guess more specifically Pokemon, has partnered with BMW to make Pokemon-themed Mini Coopers. So, you know, that's about the same, uh, along the lines of when they did the Pikachu... Uh, Beetle, Volkswagen Beetles. So mm. I guess that's not too new, but like I think these are going to be like actual products that you can buy. So that's a mm-hmm. little different, but and probably way too expensive for any of us. <laughs> Let's be real. I don't know that I would want to sport a Pokemon thing. I mean, it's probably not going to be Pokemon in your face. I think it's pretty like, oh, subtle. From what I electric saw. cars as well. Yeah, that's why it's Pikachu. You know, Pikachu yeah. helped design this Jeez. electric. Be- that's like the shtick there. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I buy cars based on price and ability to get me places and how they feel when you're driving them. I don't really. A car is not a purchase I would make based on a Pokemon thing. Although I will say, I think if Steve had an unlimited income, he would buy a Pokemon themed <laughs> car. So let's. Oh come on! You're telling me that if a Monster Hunter Land Rover. Um, came out and That's you it. could afford it you wouldn't get That's it. That's the car for Tell me. me. A Rathalos and then, Ram and then, Land Rover. Yep, and then what happens is you pull the winch or something like that and the Rathalos head pops up it, on the hood. It, it, That's it, there's what would a switch happen. axe on the top and it goes from axe form to sword form. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Nailed it. 
on the on the wheels instead there's like little spikes in the form of monster hunter daggers thing was if that was ever going to be a thing the movie tie-in would have been the perfect time for that and here we are because i'm pretty sure in the movie that i didn't see by the way because it did not look like my cup of tea but i'm pretty sure in the movie like people from our world get sucked into like monster hunter times or something yeah there's guns in that movie yeah it's just like how um, basically monster mario movie No, it's the Mario Brothers movie. They come from our world, and they go into a fantasy world where they have to fight an evil monster who's hell-bent on taking over. Don't you ever disparage Bob Hoskins like that. I freaking love that movie, dude. You fight me. Bob Hoskins is a brilliant, (laughs) brilliant monster. (laughs) Hey, um, big surprise here. The uh, Monster Hunter movie was uh, directed by the same guy who did Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat, so... We Take go. that for what it's well, worth. Well, it's it's got um, what's her face in it? Milio the Resident Evil girl. Um, and isn't that Ron his? People? Isn't that his wife? I'm pretty sure that's know. the director guy's wife. I've heard some people say that they enjoyed this movie. I will not disparage it because I have not seen it. But it didn't. It, it wasn't what I wanted a Monster Hunter movie to be, just based on trailer alone. I would really prefer mm-hmm. just like a, a in-universe, like you live in this village and we have to go out and hunt the monsters kind of like like that would be more my sure. speed than like the we've been sucked into the world kind of thing. You know, whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pokemon's making a car and it's time to change the system. <laughs> Who wants to talk sure. about the games they've been playing? Well, um, I'll I'll go first unless Justin's about to go. It sounds like you were ready to change your system. Uh, either way, mine's gonna be short. You, so you don't you don't I'll, usually I'll, go first, so go ahead. I'll go last. That sounds fair. Um, mine is you gonna go be long. rather short. I'm still traveling the lands between um, and trying to get all the achievements in Elden Ring. That's proven to be. A lot more of a chore than I was expecting because um, I knew that there were like bosses that I had to fight that I hadn't fought on my first run, yeah. but I didn't realize there was entirely new places I haven't been to that I was going to have to beat for the first time and, you know, relearn like, all, oh yeah, this enemy pops up here, you know, that type of thing. Oh, so it's, it's fun. But it's proving to be um, kind of a chore. It's like, okay, I just want to get done with this damn game. And um, I'm not yet. But I am in this really cool place right now that I'm glad that I went back and revisited because I never, again, I never saw this my first playthrough. It's like this, I guess, spoilers. Take off your headphones for the next 10 seconds if you care about Elden Ring spoilers. But there's this level where you're on top of this big huge freaking tree like and you're just like you know going from branch to branch there's all these like big huge ants that are on the tree so it's it's really cool like i'm it's just different you Sounds know like a mario like, oh, galaxy yeah, is... 2 level <laughs> yeah yeah so i was just like oh yeah this is cool i'm glad that i went back and experienced this you know i'm glad i didn't miss this miss out on this so That's uh cool. But it's hard, you know, like it's, it's it's especially on the new game plus, like everybody gets a little bit more health, the bosses mm-hmm. are a little bit harder type of thing, so. But uh yep, that's Elden Ring. I've been playing the Wii U as I was talking to Lucas about um pre-show because my kiddo is um finally to the point where he is obsessed with freaking screens. So he like always wants my phone. He always wants the tablet. He's, you know, he thinks that like the TV is a touch screen type of thing. So I was like, "Okay, you know what?" I have this Wii U and um, it's been hooked up and nobody's played it for a while and don't really care if it gets 
be banged up very much. I've you know I've got a screen protector on there, and I've got like a rubber like shell plus around the game pad or whatever. So you already have all yeah. the games plus you I've care got, about on it, you know. Exactly. Uh, granted, if my Wii U were to break, I would definitely uh, like the 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 I would replace whatever broke for it because I still want my Wii U. I still like the Wii U, but I don't. You know, it's the kiddo. The kiddo can play with it a little bit, and he's into Kirby, so that's why we're listening to um, this theme song from Kirby's Adventure because uh, that's what he's been playing. He doesn't know how to really play. It's like literally just like, oh yeah, I'm pushing the button mm-hmm. and the character is moving type of thing. But it's cool to see the. The gears start turning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get the, um, you know, he pushes up, and then Kirby starts flying, and then he starts laughing, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's cute. It's cute. <clears throat> I like it. Um, uh, and pink is actually his uh, favorite color, so um, he loves Kirby. He is all about it. But uh, what else? I mean, like, that just went, put me down on a rabbit hole, quite honestly, because then I was like, oh, yeah. What games... On the Wii U, can I not play on the Switch? Like what? Like that they just haven't brought over type of thing. I played Star Fox Zero actually. Ooh, played it and I'm almost sorry. beat it to completion. I want to play. No, that, that game's good, dude. It's good. I want to play you're, that game again. You're, you're sorry. Yeah. That game is fun. It's um, so cool. I don't know how they would bring that to the Switch. Okay. They would have to really, really change things. But I want it so. Bad. I've said this before. I played that game entirely off TV before, and it felt good. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't remember the mechanics of it that well. But I think if you play off TV and you turn off the main TV, you can see the action and slightly move the screen to help you aim while still aiming with mm-hmm. the right stick. I seem to remember doing something like that. It was a very good off TV game. I think you could make it work on a single screen. I don't think you have would, to do. I the, would rather the see them make TV a thing. unique Star Fox game for the switch mm-hmm. honestly because i just feel like star but Fox we'll never Zero see that. is too well yeah exactly wii u specific but yeah, no um, i really yeah, want I'll... that game back i really want that game back <laughs> i'll take anything yeah. if they're gonna give me a new star fox justin hell yeah i'll take it what... but i think we're more likely to see them try and remaster or like reconfigure an old game because it's less yeah resource intensive that seems like where nintendo's at these what days I, with those type of franchises what I you know really really wanted from that game was for it to reboot the star fox universe and for us to get a more like traditional star fox experience moving forward with like ships instead of like dinosaur planet and star fox assault and like there were good memories in those games don't get me wrong but it got really messy and getting to go back to just like the four basic crew members at corneria general pepper you know no aperoids no crystal no tricky the tri Ceratops. It was just it was just a regular Star Tricky, Fox though. game, you know. Like it felt good. It felt good to have that again. I really, I really didn't know how much I wanted Star Fox to not have like twenty years worth of lore until I played Star Fox Zero. So, well, because well. I was, I mean, you know, like the N sixty four expansion got its uh, mm-hmm. its expansion this week, and I went back and played Wave Race sixty four, and I realized. I'm going to get crucified for this, but I realized, oh, yeah, I don't like Wave Race 64 yes. that much. So I went and played Star Fox 64 instead. And I was like, oh, yeah. That game still holds this up. This game's real. It's so good. It's and good. then I was it's like, well, good. now I want more stuff. I beat I beat Star Fox 64 on all three, like, uh-huh. you know how you can do the top and the middle. And I did it all of it. I played nice. for, like, three hours that wow. night. And I was like, man, 
I love this game. So then, yeah, I booted up Star Fox Zero. Really good game. I don't like it as much as Star Fox 64, I will say, but it is still really good, and I think it holds up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, have you? Yeah, that's kind of my change of system. Oh yeah. Go have ahead. you thought about going back and trying Assault again and seeing how you feel about that one? Because I did have a lot of classic <laughs> Star Fox in between, like the land levels and stuff. And... I loved Assault, but like as soon as you put took Fox out of his ship, mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah, it was hard. I'd be interested I, I to see you go like back this. and play that, though. I think I think I would go so far as to say that's probably my okay. third favorite Star Fox game. Kind of like what you're saying, you know? There's an order so, to them, but, you know. So which do you think is, is worse? The on-foot levels in Assault or the gyro levels in Zero? Ooh. I, the gyro oh, levels cool. actually didn't didn't bother me as much this time around because I knew that they were coming, you know? Yeah. But um, they're not that fun, I would say. I uh, also, so it's a toss-up for me. I also remember the gyro levels in Zero being less prevalent than the on-foot levels, but I actually didn't mind the mm-hmm. on-foot levels in Assault. I actually kind of enjoyed them. The ones that kind of kill it for me are like in Star Fox 64 where you have like the submarine level. Like, that one is kind of a deal-breaker for me. I, I like always, the submarine, actually. See, I always try to avoid that one because I don't like the way it plays. The Landmaster levels aren't as bad, but nothing beats being in a plane, you know? Like, that's just, that does it yeah. for me, so. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I I just like the, uh, what do you call the on-rail, yeah. the, the on-rails well, Star Fox. Like that's... And it doesn't even have to be on-rails for me, like, like Sector Z, where you have to fight all the missiles that are coming oh, at yeah. the ship and stuff. Like, I'll take a good, like, open, you know, open space type of, you know, like, I really liked, um, what was it, that, that Star Fox knockoff that came out on the Wii U or the Switch or whatever it was, oh, Starlink, yeah. Starlink, where you could play as Star Fox. Like, that was oh, kind yeah. of a fun little, like, it wasn't a great game. I've tried to go back to it, and it's really hard to go back to because the mechanics are really kind of messy, where you have to go from, like, planet to planet. But when you're just flying around space blowing up ships, it's a really satisfying game. So, yeah, yeah. I, know. I I could get into, like, an open-world kind of, like, No Man's Sky, Star Fox experience, you know? It's just... I, just give me more Star Fox, man. It's such a good series. It's such an underrepresented series. To answer your question, Justin, gun to my head, I think I would take the gyro levels over the on-foot and assault. Although, I haven't I have gone assault. back to assault, so I, my opinions could change. Yeah, I have assault. I haven't played it in probably 20 years, so I couldn't tell yeah. you how I feel about it. I remember kind of fizzling out on it, but there was also a time when I was getting like a new game every month. So mm. maybe I nowadays that, that I can actually first Corneria level... Yeah, mm. I think Look, I think so good. I think I'd actually prefer the on foot missions over the gyro missions. First off, there's like a flavor aspect, like you're actually Star Fox running around instead of like a little bird like ship, which like immediately mm. does me some good because I, I get really into like the actual like you know the story, the the immersion kind of stuff. But I actually enjoyed like you'd you'd run into a building and shoot up a bunch of guys and then hop up and find a switch and stuff. Like I I thought the on foot levels in Assault weren't all that bad really. So I'd have to go with that plus. I, my dream in Star Fox 64 was always unlocking the on-foot holograms for multiplayer. And, like, I never got to do that as a kid. If you beat, like, hard oh, mode with yeah. every metal, yeah, 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 you get, the, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, to play yeah, yeah. on foot in, I remember that. in versus mode. And, I, I remember um, doing that and being wildly disappointing because it wasn't very fun. Yeah, <laughs> but I always wanted that as a kid. And getting to do that in Assault was cool. And 
Assault was where I spent most of my time with my friends as a kid playing battle mode. Because you could, like, hop onto the... Assault multiplayer was good. Dude, we used to, like, hop onto the R-Wings and then, like, do flips and catch each other on the R-Wings and stuff. Like, we were so bored as kids. We did anything we could. (laughs) We put these games to their limits. We should have been paid as game testers. Sure. Like, yeah. So there's there's some good memories for Assault with me. I think the the worst thing about Assault for me was I thought the whole, like, Aperoid thing was really lame. Like, it was very Borgish and... Just, I honestly can't even remember that, but now that you say that word, I'm like, there's, oh, oh, yeah. There's a line, like, right at the end where Fox is like, say your prayers, you evil space hag, and I'm just like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> like, the writing is so bad. <laughs> but, you know, what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's it for me, though, so uh, I thought I was gonna be short, but, you know, here we are talking about all my retro games, yeah. so thanks for indulging me. <laughs> Well, right, Lucas oh, insisted Justin. he's going last, so I guess that means I'm next. Um, I uh, I finished Metroid Dread finally, um, and uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably my favorite 2D Metroid. Well, I'm not even a huge it's fan good. of 3D Metroid. It's probably it's my good. favorite Metroid. Yeah, um, it's a good game. Like. Um, Zero mission. Okay, spoilers for five favorite? minutes. I we I have to talk about the things Metroid, that happen at Samus. So yeah. So oh, please God. take off your headphones Too for late. five minutes while we discuss about this. <laughs> Too late. But like, wow, wasn't that so cool to get like the like super suit at the end and yeah, just like that, wreck that everything? Power Metroid up. suit. It felt yeah, good. that was. Yeah. Um, I was the. I was the, slightly uh, disappointed. That she lost it at the end. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but, but like, I can see if they make a Metroid 6 having this be something well, that you can, like, unlock or being, like, a gameplay right. thing and later. F- for me, like, it seems like they really did want this to be the final game. So I didn't really want it to end on a bad note. It was nice that it ended with, like, okay... You're all good, you know, like, it's all fixed, let's mm-hmm. go home and, and, you know, hang out with your computer husbando and all that. So, so <laughs> as a fan of the, the, the manga, and then, like, the games that tied in with that, with, like, Adam from, like, Other M, and um, the what was the one on the Game Boy Advance that was so good? Fusion. Fusion. And this being, Fusion. like, a direct sequel to Fusion. Like, this game did a good job of continuing and kind of wrapping up the whole story there with, like, Adam and, and uh, the, the, the Chozo and actually getting to, like, experience, like, the Chozo again, who were, like, her surrogate parents. Like, it felt good. Like, it felt really good getting some of that lore back that, okay, can we talk for a second about the fact that this game does not have a Ridley boss fight and how weird yeah, that I, is? It, the it, whole game, right? I was uh, like, fuck. okay, how are they going to bring him back this time? <laughs> but we did get Kraid instead, which yeah, I always thought was Kraid fight was really mini boss anyway. But the, the Kraid fight was really good. But how unprecedented is it that we didn't have a Ridley boss fight in a Metroid game? I don't know if that's ever happened before, other than like. Metroid 2. Isn't he in, like, like two of the three Prime games? Like, he's in it, and yeah. then he dies, yeah. and he comes back in, in Metroid Prime I've never 3. played enough. Like, I've only ever played the first Prime game, and I've never finished it, so I don't know what Ridley's role is in any of them. But. I, f- I feel like we've been pent up for, like, a year, and we're finally getting to talk about this game. Like, it feels really good yeah. to just be gushing yeah. this. No, it, it's, it's, it, it did so much for the franchise, mm-hmm. in my opinion, honestly. The you controls know, like, were just 
pitch perfect. Yeah. Like oh. I like that sixty frames per second gameplay. Oh, God. I will He's say. So I I will say I'm I still miss. I know I'm the minority here between the three of us. I think, but I still miss kind of the methodical plotting gameplay of Super Metroid over the fast-paced action, quick time. You know, I see I'm frozen as well, so we'll deal with that. Okay, so that's but the, you, the, not me. <laughs> but the fast-paced, quick time, you know, event style of, um, of, of, you know, this game. It was still good. It was still fun. But I usually find Metroid to be kind of a relaxing experience peppered with difficult boss fights that really up the ante and get you, you blood racing. This entire game to me was exhausting. It was only like six hours long. <laughs> but the, every time I'd turn off the game, I was like, oh, my God, okay, we'll come back to this in a week and a half, you know? Sure. Dude, I loved that what they did with the controls and 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 all that because you could play it like a standard Metroid game and just you know like power up your blaster and everything and just shoot everything with the angles and but if you can get that timing on the mm-hmm. you know on the deflect you can get like a one or two hit kill and you See, know if there was mm-hmm. like all right so one of the Chozo warriors, like one of the last ones that you fight, there's a spot where if you, you've got like that fraction of a second to deflect, but if you do it, you can skip like the entire second half of, of the battle. And that's just so awesome to have that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I just, you know, like I just did this one thing that gave me so much. Same thing with um, Raven beak, you know, you get those few moments where if you, if you melee just the right moment, you get like a whole five or ten seconds of just wailing on them with missiles. Mm. See, I started to find the quick time events to be a necessity by like the second half of the game, and maybe there's something there totally. with like the difficulty levels because I know you played on the the more like I started on normal. One. Yeah, yeah, I started on normal, and then after not playing it for a while and getting completely uh-huh. lost, I restarted it in rookie mode just to get through it. Um, I. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever play it on normal again, just because yeah. you know Is it I like worth being it able to finish to... games. Um, yeah, sure. Um, but I also found I don't I don't know if you had this experience, Justin or Eugene, but I found the game to be super straightforward, like very easy to just go from point A to point Z and get through the game. And the backtracking was almost like like you do a lot of backtracking, like from zone to zone, popping in and out kind of stuff. But so many of the secrets were completely optional, which is always kind very, of a Metroid oh, yeah. thing. But it felt very like you could spend another twenty hours just discovering secrets. It, you know, it was very mm-hmm. much in the um, fusion zero mission style, where you have a linear path that you can just follow. Yes. But the exploration is truly rewarding in that you find Mm -hmm. all of your Mm power-ups that way. You find new interesting rooms. You find secret bosses, like... um, And I like that part of it. Just like Other M, too. Yeah. (laughs) Just like Other M. (laughs) I I need to get Other M before the the Wii U eShop gets shut down, because I've never played it. But I love it. Um, yeah, like, and I like that part of it. Like, one of the things I didn't like about Super Metroid is just how opaque it is at you know telling you where to go. Like, I, I like the this is where you have to go now. Figure out how to get there, and along the way, you're like, yeah. oh, that wall looks bombable. Let me check over there, and you may mm-hmm. have to go that way, or it may be a bonus to go that way. But yeah. you know, um. 
you know, Super Metroid, like, if I didn't have maps and guides and stuff, I never would have finished that game. I had, yeah. like, five false starts with that game. I like the way they've been since the Game Boy Advance, where they're like, all right, the game's not quite linear, but it's not quite complete sandbox. Like, you have, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, a very, a very rock star, really. Like, here is your... Yeah here is exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. You can do that if you want, or you got a hundred other things that you just got the ability to go do. Um, right. So and my one complaint with, with this Metroid in that regard is that, um, when you got the new ability to do something, you're like, uh, bombs, for example, you get bombs really late uh -huh. in this game. Um, and then when you finally get the bombs, you're like, okay, I need to go back to here and here and here and here because yeah. I remember there were bomb spots. But it doesn't let you go back there because it's like gated off. Yeah. For some like reason, all of a sudden, you know? like the, the, the lava has frozen, so you can't go back to the yeah. lava area. And, yeah, you that can eventually yeah. go back to those areas. Eventually. But like, you can't I, go back at any time, kind of, you know, like right. raging. It, it is right. frustrating. The world is evolving. There was one point. Yeah. There was one point where I'm like, oh, there's this room that I missed. I better go back to that. And I hit one of those, uh, like, terrain-altering events where I couldn't mm -hmm. backtrack. And then before I went to battle Raven Beak for the last time, um, I did go explore all the areas where I knew for a fact there was a spot that I couldn't or didn't mm -hmm. get to. And I wanted to yeah. go, you know, just collect as much as I could. I had 1,300... Mm -hmm. Um, health when I finished, so yeah. I found quite a few of the energy tanks. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's really like it's it's. I think it's the best of all the Metroid games, and I really hope so with good. it being so, it so critically good. and commercially su successful that there will be a Metroid Six for whatever it comes out on. Yeah, yeah. I'd or, be you know, give if us, we never got anything Give Mercury else. Steam the the chance to remake super metroid well and i think there's That'd a lot awesome. of i think there's a lot of potential to speaking as the the story fanboy for metroid you know this was a good cap this was a nice place to end the the story of metroid i feel you know there's not a lot of room for unless you want to like really go heavy on like the x parasite thing that story is kind of done but there's a lot of room to go backwards you know you could always you could always do anything between like um metroid other m and like any other game in the series where it's like okay she's fresh out of the gate she's new get her get her on some missions kind of stuff invent some new aliens like one of my favorite games that again i think is one of the less popular metroid games was um metroid prime hunters on hunters yes loved it so cool to experience six other bounty hunters from different alien races with different backgrounds that were weird and yeah they all do all do different like you got the spider guy and then you've got like the one that's basically like a human like a space pirate human who's like given up on the federation and stuff and going through like that game was not executed perfectly but the core concept of that game would make such a good metroid game where you're going to these well, different see, planetoids and encountering these other boss fights where all these other hunters and stuff like so cool give me that kind of stuff like introduce new characters and lord and stuff you know well, so here's the great thing about it, though. They can easily make a Metroid 6 that follows Metroid Dread because, I mean, one of the hard things, I think, story-wise, was the the franchise is called Metroid. So if you've destroyed all the Metroids, the Metroids and, yeah. like, how do you shoehorn a Metroid into the story? Now that mm -hmm. Samus is 
a Metroid. The, the last like, Metroid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, that actually like, does you work. You can carry on the franchise with her being the Metroid in the title and yeah. have a complete, you know, like Halo for it. Give a completely it's different... Com- like it's come story. full circle. Now yeah. Samus is Metroid. <laughs> now Samus is bringing yeah, no the battle kidding, to right? the space pirates. You know, something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah, that could but be that could I can't, be I can't wait until Nintendo turns Link into Zelda so we can just all get that <laughs> right, too. Give it time. Give it time. Who knows what we'll get with Breath of the Wild, too. So you know, I, um, of... it, I enjoyed it. It was a good game. So speaking of games that uh, suffered in America from... Poor translations. Um, I got myself a new toy a couple of weeks ago. I don't have it here mm. on me, and I barely had a chance to use it. Um, but I uh, got myself a Sharp Famicom Twin, or Twin Famicom. I can't remember what which way that goes. Um, which is a Japan-exclusive uh, Famicom with a built-in Famicom disk system. Um I'd always wanted a Famicom disc system because of, you know, all the unique stuff that it does that, you know, the NES and couldn't do. And, of course, it has the the elusive Doki Doki Panic. Um, so I looked around on eBay and I saw that you can actually get a, a twin Famicom for relatively cheap, considering... Um, and so I got one, and I also found a a English an English translated version of Doki Doki Panic on an mm. actual um, on an actual Famicom Disk System disc. For those of you listening who don't know, Doki Doki Panic is the original game that they made uh, Super Mario Bros. Mario. Two yeah. out of. So Correct. Different characters, yeah, so. very similar enemies, that kind of stuff. Weren't like Shy Guys originally from like Doki Doki Panic or something like that, or Birdo or something? And I, and I think Both. that coin thing too. Yeah, the mask, um, the nin- little ninjas, mm-hmm. ninjas. Oh yeah, ninjas. Uh, those were mm-hmm. originally Doki Doki Wart Panic too, right? Was Bob's. it Wart in Doki Doki Panic? Yeah, I think so. And Wart, Wart was, was also in Wart was also in Zelda games. Like uh, you gotta so love Wart those was exclusively <laughs> in Doki Doki Panic, with the exception of Link's Awakening. Um, well, no, he was in um, he was in Mario Two. Well, which is the same game as we just as we just discussed. Well, yeah, but that's what we were talking about. Is like that the enemies from Doki Doki Panic became like Mario enemies. Yeah. And anyway, go on. So anyway, um, I have I don't have any Famicom games to test it with, but um, I did pop in Doki Doki Panic and played a level or two of it, and it's just amazing to be able to play this thing um so the sharp twin famicom for a little bit of history um i told you what it is basically in japan nintendo had a partnership with the sharp electronics company where sharp would produce televisions with built-in famicom and later on super famicom and i guess through that relationship when the famicom disc system came out sharp got the official license from Nintendo to manufacture a console that would be both a Famicom and a Famicom disk system. And it probably didn't last very long because the, the disk system didn't last very long, which is why I was surprised I was able to get one for, um, for a pretty insanely low price considering, uh, how, you know, rare these things should be. 
but does it have an expansion port on the bottom like the other ones would i am not sure i it's in the other room and i don't feel like going to get it and carry it in here with me i'll have more of a report on next week when i have more of a chance to actually play with it um but um yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the two things built in together. There's a switch that you toggle to go from Famicom to FDS mode. The controllers are, of course, hardwired into the back of the system, just like a Famicom. Hmm. Um, is it RCA or is it composite? It is. It is RC. Um, it, it is RCA is composite. Uh, I thought RCA was the like the thing that connected through the antenna and you have to put it on channel three. Oh, that's that's rf it is not it, you can, okay. you, can D- you can do either rf radio frequency to channel three or you can do oh, the RF, rca yeah. composite video audio um Got I, it. my tv does not have um rca so i had to get an the adapter. rf it is <laughs> i i had to get an adapter to plug that into the tv through hdmi and I got to tell you, it's kind of like looking at it with your eyes open underwater. <laughs> it, is, it just looks like absolute trash. I might have to move this upstairs to my slightly older, less technologically advanced TV. But, I mean, you, you can't beat uh, the ability to play the one and only original Yume Koju Doki Doki Panic in English, because I don't understand japanese but with the full like you know save system built in you gotta flip the disc over and load different levels and all that like it's 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 wonderful i can't wait i had started playing the game on my hacked nes classic but i'm gonna have to start it all over again on original hardware so i'll have more of a report on that as we go forward um besides metroid and and Famicom games and you know my usual I did find myself sucked back into Animal Crossing the other day um I needed something calming to unwind after Metroid Dread because that was a pretty stressful final battle (laughs) (laughs) so I needed something Mm -hmm. to kind of shut my brain off um I also um I started playing that Jurassic World Evolution Park Simulator game. I haven't gotten very far in it. Um, Hopefully it's a game that I can stick to because I do love simulator games and this just seems like a fun concept for one. But um, as I mentioned last time, you can't just jump into the sandbox. You have to play through the campaign in order to unlock the ability to just build your own park the way you want to. So, um, I might fizzle out on that. Uh, last but not least, I have but have not yet played WarioWare Get It Together, because I got it on sale from Amazon over the weekend. So, um, I will, I will have a report on that next week. So, that's my change the system. I beat one old game. I played a really, really old game for the first time. And then I have a bunch of games that I've barely or have not yet played. All right. I guess that means I'm up. Well, I've been playing a lot of games, but it's mostly been, like, a lot of the same games. So, you know, brace yourself for that. Uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet is really, really fun. I what really like it. What is that, anyway? Like, I've been trying to figure out what the... Like, I haven't watched anything other than the 
the reveal trailer, so I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Well, that's pretty much what it is. If you've watched the reveal trailer, you pretty much know what you're getting. Um, it is a kind of... I don't want to call it a battle royale, because it's being a little... It's its a four-player game. It's not like you're playing with hundreds of people. Um, it's kind of a... If Gourmet Race was like a ball-rolling game and had multiple segments, it's kind of like that. You're rolling around a track, you're eating a bunch of food, mostly strawberries, but a bunch of like fruits and stuff on uh, on different food-themed maps. Uh, you get to the end. If you're the first player, you get a big food bonus. If you're the second player or the third player, you get smaller food bonuses. You do a race, a little mini battle, a race, and then like a final battle. And at the end, whoever's got the most food wins. And then you get a bunch of points, which up your rank. There's like 130 ranks. Each rank gets you like different colors for your Kirby, little costumes, music, different stages to race in, that kind of stuff. So it's just a really simple, like uh, kind of competitive game. You can play it online. I have not. I've been playing entirely against computers. See, it seems to me like just it was one of those the most delightful had to play time. online. So I'm surprised. I've yet to play it online. I I want to jump online some night and like record some gameplay because I know that the online's only going to be live for like a month, and I really want to capture some of that joy before it's gone, so I can go back and rewatch it and be like, I remember when that game had online. That was a good night, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, but I've just been enjoying just ranking up and getting all the... There's costumes for everything. You can get, like, a little uh, Waddle D eye and make yourself look like a Waddle D. I love that one. There's a Marks costume and then, like, a purple Marks coloration to kind of look like Marks if he was a Kirby. Uh, Adeline has a, has a little hat with Ribbon the Fairy from Kirby 64 and stuff. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a really fun game. I, I told Eugene, you know, we use this term all the time, but it's kind of like my pooping game. It's like, oh, I have like five minutes to kill here. Let's let's jump in and do a round of, a round of Kirby, you know, kind of thing. And I love it for for like fifteen bucks or whatever it was for a little Kirby mini side game. Lot a lot of good love put into this game. Little it's little details like it's rolling around on a cake and watching the the trail you make in the frosting show up and seeing the frosting on Kirby and the color change based on what food you're like rolling through and that kind of stuff like. It's a really cool concept for a game. So I'm having a wonderful time with that one. And good music, too, judging from last week's show. Oh, uh, good show. music. A yeah. lot, of, lot of fun pulls from old games. A lot of the weird ones, like Kirby Pinball or like Kirby Puzzle, whatever, those games. There's like remixes of those songs that are in like the main soundtrack and stuff. So a lot of deep pulls. You can tell it's just, it's just like a, we didn't... These are the games I like the most. It's kind of like a Majora's Mask kind of thing. You can tell that the inspiration for the game was we just want to do something and, like, celebrate Kirby, you know? It's not mm -hmm. about, like, this game is going to make oodles and oodles of money and be this big-budget Kirby title kind of thing. It's just here's a cute little, like, you know, $15 romp that's, like, you know, fun and, and exciting and interesting and stuff. So, yeah, really big fan of that one. I could play that one for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, a game I have been playing for hours and hours and hours and hours is Path of Exile, because that game just started up a new league like two nights ago. And um, I'm ripping through it like butter on the bread. Um, so for those of you who don't know Path of Exile, I've talked about it before on this show. I play with my friend Corey, who is my old childhood neighborhood friend who I've known since I was like six years old. Um, he introduced me to this game, actually. It is kind of like the free-to-play version of, oh, what are those games called? Help me out here, guys. Uh, the, God, what are they called? The really popular ones that I played with Steve. Um, I keep thinking Doom, but it's not Doom. Um, 
oh god i can't remember the name of it now that's a bummer that's like the whole description Mm. yeah anyway it's like that game that i can't think of the name of and steve's not here (laughs) listening tonight so i can't tell you what it is it's right on the tip of my tongue i can see the thumbnail of the game diablo Diablo. I knew if I stalled, ah, I'd get it. Diablo. It's free to play Diablo, basically. So, um, so yeah, you, you go through the main story, you get that over with, and then you have however many days left through the ninety-day campaign to beat up a bunch of challenges, clear a bunch of super hard bosses, make the best build that you can make, and uh, you know, basically just bring home like a giant trophy that you put in your base before the next league starts. So we're on like day five of ninety days. So I'll be playing this until Thanksgiving. But I have a really good time. I told him last league, um, so the skill tree. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I have a lot I love about this game. The skill tree is gigantic. It's like freaking like there's 500 nodes you can take. So it's really, really easy to make a crappy build, and I've done that several times. So if you really want to play the game seriously, go online, look at what somebody else is can doing, you and copy that. You can, but they um, they require these orbs that are very difficult to get. You have to like go through all these different missions and stuff to get to get orbs of regret that you can then use to refund <laughs> points. Good and, name. Yeah, yeah, and it's a whole yeah. There's there's all kinds of different orbs that do all kinds of different things. But those are orbs of regret. Um, and yeah, I've respect massively before. Like I built someone and then built someone entirely different. Um, now I told him this time, cause my last one, I used like a, a little floaty sword that followed me everywhere and it was fun. It was adorable, but it was not a good build and I did not get far. I did not have fun. This league, I was like, I want a build that's good and I just want to wreck stuff. Like I just want to go through the whole game and barely have to work and just focus on the challenges. He's like, you want to use this build then where you have a giant ball of fire around you and you're just running and shredding up enemies. So that's what I've been doing. You're like, yep. It feels good. Like the last time I got this into it was my first league and I got a jumbo sized trophy, like really close to finishing all the challenges. I want to try to do at least that well in this league. Like, I want to really hit this one hard and really, really push it to the limit. I don't know how I feel about my Diablo character getting wiped after... Uh... That's, yeah, that's, I totally understand that. There is a free mode where it never happens, and you can just play the game ad infinitum, but it doesn't okay. have, like, challenges and stuff like that, so you're really just kind of playing it to play it, you know? I did that my mm-hmm. very first time, and then I jumped into leagues. I like the refreshing challenges. I like starting a new character from scratch, trying a different build, mm-hmm. you know, getting through the challenges, and then seeing how far I can go in a month kind of thing, you know? That, that's what appeals to me about that one. But, you know, I totally understand the the lack of appeal there. So there is an option Mm -hmm. for that. I said this was a free-to-play game. Luckily, the entire game is entirely accessible without putting any money into it. And you can't put money into the game to advance yourself in any way. You can't buy orbs of regret. You can't buy, you know, items that'll make you stronger, that kind of thing. It's all cosmetics. The cosmetics are horribly egregious, though. So do not put money into this game unless you really want to dump, like, $20 on a helmet is what we're talking about. Like, horrible Mm. microtransaction economy. But at least it's entirely cosmetic. Can you get the same helmet in game? Nope. There's a lot of pretty stuff that you gotta pay for if you really want it. So, yeah, I would highly recommend not diving into this game if you're weak-willed and you want to spend a bunch of money on looking good. (laughs) Steve. Um, Yeah, but uh, but if you're the kind of person who just wants to play the game and enjoy it, 
100% free and really cool. They really do make their money off of whales, you know? It's like 90% of the people who play this game are either going to, like, get one item and that's it kind of thing, or they're just not going to buy anything. And then there's, like, the streamers who play this game 24-7, 365, and they've put, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars into, like, every cosmetic. So, you know. Sure. Hopefully you're not one of those people and you know yourself better than that. But, uh, I, yeah, that's I was Path reading this article <laughs> about this millionaire who plays EVE Online and has spent somewhere like seven figures in that stupid game so like the whales are whales Mm -hmm. you know type of thing yeah well and i always have trouble with that especially with online games because you know games aren't permanent you know eventually a game is going to go offline and when it does Mm -hmm. all that stuff that you put into it is gone you know Mm -hmm. so if you want to look good and get like a sparkly effect or something by all means you know do that and it's it's cool you know you do for the carlton dance yeah, the car or the Carlton dance in Fortnite. You gotta have that. Duh. Only thing I ever but, uh, in Fortnite. But well, that's it. You know, like Fortnite has a ton of that stuff, and you can be Goku and Sonic and all these crazy folk. But like at the end of the day, eventually Fortnite's gonna die, and when it does, that like three thousand dollars that you sunk into it is gonna go with it. So like maybe make smart mm-hmm. choices. You know, don't just pump endless funds into a game and then watch it all fizzle. So. Anyway, that's why Fortnite has a no build mode, so I think I'm actually going to go back into that, especially since it's on the Switch. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, there's a new mode, no building. I may have to try that. um, It's on the Switch, and I've been kind of hankering for a Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. and I'll always play a game more if it's on the Switch type of thing. The building is the one thing about Fortnite that I Same! I hated that. Yeah. Hated that. So, uh, and it's apparently here to stay. Um, I forget what the mode is called, but it's been, it's gained a lot of resurgence amongst the I bet. community since they added that. I bet. No, that's really cool. Okay, yeah, I might have to actually re-download Fortnite then at some point. My only problem with Fortnite now is the stigma behind playing it because it's very much yeah. like a yeah, game for babies, game. you know? And Oh, mm-hmm. I, was thinking the, I was thinking the baby aspect, not the, the bro I guess aspect, Call of Duty is the bro game. They're both kind of, honestly. And, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners play Fortnite and they have a good time with it. But I know it, it, it's one of those games where you do feel kind of stigmatized for playing it. Like So I, I don't know. We'll see if I really dive hard mm-hmm. into it. I've got Fall Guys now. I love Fall Guys. That's all I need for Battle Royale. But I would like to try Fortnite sometime without building. I feel like that would really... It'd feel more like PUBG. And I've always wanted to play PUBG mm-hmm. on Switch. So, you know. Yeah. Um, the only other game I've been playing, and this is another repeat from me, is uh, Soul Calibur Six, which is mm-hmm. another game I really... Playing really, or really creating like. random characters? Like, which, which is it? Uh, both. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I, se- I've seen your Ganondorf. He I, looks like he spent a lot of time on him. So, so I, so, so I had an interesting experience with Soul Calibur Six. Okay, because you know I like to do this stuff anyway. I like the creative stuff, the game design stuff. Like that's really where my my interests lie. So I already kind of have like a basis for being interested in the character creation stuff. I started by watching a bunch of people on YouTube and watching them make characters, and I kind of learned the tricks, right? You can take a heart, mm-hmm. and you can stretch it, and you can bend it, and all of a sudden you have Link's hat, you know? And that's how you make a Link that looks halfway decent and stuff. And so at the mm-hmm. beginning, I was kind of just following, like, Lego instructions and, and doing other people's, you know, builds. Now I've actually started doing my own builds, and it's a lot of fun. Like, it's super, like creatively rewarding. And then you get to go they in and put that, them in and battle like... them, and it's just so much fun. Yeah, they have that where like where you can like Google Goku and it'll give you instructions yep. on how to build a Goku. Huh? Oh, dude, I mean, I guess so... of course it does. Well, and now again because I've put like almost seventy five hours into this game, and I'd say probably fifty of them are building. 
Um, you know, I've gotten to a point where I can look at a character and say, okay, so they use that top and that armor and they inverted that piece to make that look. I can actually hmm. like see now where the, the building blocks, you know, lie, which is a fun thing because it really opens up a lot of like creative choices. But I've basically made like three fighting games in Soul Calibur. You have a hundred character slots that you can use and then you have a hundred like for downloading characters, but the downloader is really basic. Wow. It's like, here's like 20 random characters today. Have fun picking your favorites, you know, to download. Which Soul but Calibur you can't like search for Soul Calibur Six. Although I know okay. a lot of them have creative uh, creator. I, was modes. I remember three but, um, having the creative player, but I yeah. never played one after that, so I didn't know. Five is mm. supposed to be pretty popular too. I think I've seen actually no, I did play four, and I don't remember whether five. I had a creative character or not. But um, four, so you Yoda have and Darth Vader. Because I played that. One yeah, too. that's the four is four is the one I played. I did not play three or any since four. Hmm. Yeah, for what it's worth, uh, six has the lady from Near Automa and the guy from The Witcher. Those are like the two guest characters in this one. It's got Geralt. Yeah, and I don't care about either of them. So I like I've never played a game with actual characters. I just use creative characters every time because I'm a scrub. But yeah, they're the ones that are in this game. Geralt is good though for. Um, Link, like I use him for Link, because the Sword and Shield characters are all women. So when you have like mm. Link with a Sword and Shield, he's kind of doing a weird little like shoulder hop kind of thing. Like he looks really <laughs> effeminate. So I have him using like Geralt and, instead. And he's Link using, like, is magic such a manly and stuff. Man. And well, you know, you don't you don't want your your Link like skipping and doing a little like hand. <laughs> yeah, but like stuff. the you know how the fighting game character poses are. And uh -huh. then they're, like, all yeah, it's very like, it's very same. girly. It's very you know, yeah. And, and, the, and the men in Soul Calibur, like the creative character men, you cannot make like an effeminate looking guy. I mean, you can put like like makeup, but they're all gonna be just rippling muscle bound jocks. Mm -hmm. Like you can't have like a thin. Like, like you can't make Link. Basically, you have to make Muscle Link. You know, so you're not gonna, you're not gonna get like regular Link. You're gonna get like Link, thirty years old, rippling with muscles. You Which know, is and weird that's, because I remember Soul muscle. Calibur having mm -hmm. some like slender male characters. Like Keelik was not some of their, big and muscly. Some he of was... their models are fine, but the creator character seems much more limited with that. Um, so uh. I have made like freaking like forty Zelda. Characters. Characters. I have a slew of humanoid Animal Crossing characters, and then I went all out and made like rippling, muscle-bound JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-style Mario characters. So I have this like really humanoid Bowser with giant claws and like giant buff Mario, and it's so much fun. Like I just I'll play through and do like all right, here we go, Samus versus Isabelle. All right, it's, it's Soul Calibur it's Six on Game Pass. <laughs> I don't think blast. it's on Game Pass, but it's always on sale, always. Well, anyway, I it's, will say it's it sounds fun. Yeah, I've I've made like eighty. I'm running out of slots. Like it's gotten to the point where I'm managing my creative character and saying like, okay, I don't really need the alpacas from Animal Crossing because I want to make Joker from Persona. So like you know they've got to go, kind of, you know that kind of thing. But how um, how many of your Zelda characters are Zoras? Uh, two. I've got Mifa and I've got uh, Rudo, who I made based off of the guy's Mifa, and the guy's no Mifa on. is really good. Well, I technically have um, if you count her, I've got Medley from uh, Wind Waker. They're kind of evolved from the Zoras, sure. so I guess technically you could throw her into the mix, but no. What about the king guy that takes like 10 years to scoot over once you give him king whatever? Oh, I have, I have not made him. I did try to make, okay, that... um, I tried to make Darunia from uh, from Ocarina of Time, uh -huh. the Goron chief. He came out uh -huh. weird. He came out, he might not be one that lasts <laughs> forever, but 
man, you can make some cool characters in this game. And again, sure, it's like you gotta want to. Like, you're not just gonna be like downloading. Like, okay, let me search for Link. Like, that's not an option, unfortunately. I wish it was. You're gonna have to like go on YouTube, watch a guy's video tutorial, and be like, okay, he put the slider to 80, then he put it to negative 20, then he put it to negative 40, and that's one item. You know, and over and over, like that kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's a step by step kind of thing. But if you're the kind of person who really likes that and gets into like the creative aspects of character making, like sky's the limit here. I've got my own little like Smash Bros game going on right now. It's really cool. Oh my god, it's so only I'm nine really bucks right happy. now. Real happy always on sale. Yeah. Always on sale. Of course, the and season good, passes are really not are not on sale. They're still thirty bucks mm -hmm. a piece. Yeah, and some of the creative character items will be season pass exclusive and stuff. So if you really want to get like the full, oh, game, that's yeah. Well, they, that's evil. Well, they added like more stuff with season passes. So there's like items that are like you know. It's like I was watching one guy, and I was like, how did he get that outfit? Like, where did he find that? And then I was like, oh, it's a season pass thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really cool game. I really recommend it. And as far as fighting games go, it's a really satisfying 2D fighter. I usually can't play fighting games on very hard. Maybe this is a detriment. Maybe it just means it's not a very good fighting game. But I understand how to play Soul Calibur. Like, I've gotten fairly good at it, I feel like. I know when to do, like, a counterattack and when to do a block and when to back up and how to get out of an enemy's, like, juggle and stuff. Sure. I can't do that in Street Fighter. In Street Fighter, if I'm not playing on, like, normal, I'm losing against computers. But I can actually play on, on the hardest difficulty in Soul Calibur, so. I got really good at Soul Calibur, too. I don't know if I'd be good at any of the newer ones. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's a um, solid game. And, of course, this is all leading up to the fact that the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game is coming out in, like, two weeks. And it's all I can think about and eat and sleep and drink. So I've, I've really just been trying to placate that <laughs> with, like, any game. I, it's like when a new game comes out, like when Sonic is going to come out in November and I'm going to end up playing Smash Bros. as Sonic for, like, a month just to get that, like, that, that taste of this game that I really want kind of thing. Like... It's how I cope. It's how I wait for big releases that I'm excited for. But yeah, those are the games I've been playing. Uh, we have gone way long, so we're going to cut it off here, and we are going to end the show. Uh, we actually have quite a few question block questions, but um, we kind of internally decided I think we're going to push those off till next week. So we will ask those next week, I think in lieu of news, unless something really big comes up. So stay tuned if you asked us a question this week. We appreciate it. We will get to your question. Have no fear. If you would like to add to our question block and make it like a mega episode and ask us more questions for next week, you can do uh, that so over on our Discord channel. We, we can either replace news or change the system, whichever one is least least interesting. So, you know, we'll if we, figure got, it out. If we so got a half hour's worth of questions, then we'll just cut out a different section. We'll figure it out when we're not on the air. So, so we'll, we'll have a conversation about that and get back to you. But um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that. So ask us questions. Go to our Discord. Tweet at us. Whatever you want to do. Like uh, Discord's best, really, because that's what Eugene checks. But yeah, ask us questions and, and let us know. And we'll answer them uh, on the air next week. And we'll do like a question block mega mix. So yeah, anyway, uh, thank you all so much for watching this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again soon with another one. See ya. See you real soon.